I'm your host, David Frost. This is my strategic forecast where you get common sense market analysis. Today is Tuesday, September 1, 2020. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? The first order of business is the melt-up continues, the summer doldrums continue, we're leading into the Labor Day weekend, and what I said yesterday and I still hold today, I'm not 100% sure that we trade up every day into the holiday weekend, however... We have to be prepared. They may trade up every day into the holiday weekend. Here's what we've got. It's pretty cut and dry. The trend is up. The trend is your friend until it's not. We know about all that. We've got new highs once again. There are no numbers. The market has an internal number that it's trying to get to. I don't know it. Maybe somebody else out there knows it. Could it be 3550 in the S&P 500? 3575, 3625. Who's to say at this point what it is? We don't know what it is, so what do we do in the event that we don't know what it is or we don't even have a clue, not even a hint or an idea? And yes, I'm aware I threw an R at the end of idea. It's similar to data or data. Bottom line is when the market's in no man's land continuing to make new highs in a very, very quiet leading into a holiday weekend type of market, nothing wrong with the tape. The trend is up. The trend is drawing the market higher to a spot. Where that spot is, we'll figure it out when we get there and we'll know when we get there because the market will change character. It will start from a very short-term time frame. It will morph into longer time frames. It will morph into yet longer time frames like daily. And we will have a pretty darn good idea of what's going on. A, we'll have something to trade against on the upside, on the north side. And B, we'll have an area where we know the trap door is going to open if they crack it on the south side. Who's going to know all that? Inside the numbers members will know all that. Until that happens, the trend is your friend until it's not. Here's the weekly chart of the S&P 500. Can we call this ridiculous? Can we call it redonkulous? Stupid? Silly? We can call it any and all of those names. The reality is the market is never wrong. People are wrong. Traders are wrong. Analysts are wrong. Media pundits are wrong. The reason why the market's never wrong is because price is an absolute. We are where we are, and that's the information that we have to go by. We can all cite dozens of reasons why the market shouldn't be where it is. We could have cited them here. We could have cited them here. We could have cited them here. We can cite them now if you want, but we'll have to make another X if she goes higher. All those reasons don't mean a hill of beans until what? Until they do. When will they mean something? When the character of the market changes, when the sentiment changes, when the emotions through and through the market change. Right now, everybody's whistling Dixie. Do any of the SPY charts that we look at on a regular basis look different or telling us a different story? 240 chart looks like the daily chart. 
getting extended from home base, but they can stay extended from home base until they decide it's too long or too far. 120 chart doesn't look a lot different than the daily chart and the 240 chart. Hourly chart doesn't look a lot different than the others. Everything's in an uptrend. The trend is your friend until it changes. It will change first on a short-term basis and morph from there. Until and unless that happens, there's a magnetic force drawing or pulling the market higher. It is what it is. It's fascinating at a minimum. How about inside the numbers? We have some pre-market commentary. We have stocks on the move. One stock hit its price objective today. It happens to be the one that sneaks into the bottom of the screen, NCLH. We'll look at that chart when we get there. First thing is, we'll run through the notes. What I urge you to do if you're at all interested, A, to see if I'm right, and B, in trading actively in the market during the trading day, then you want to take a look to see what the commentary says, pause the video, go back to the chart, double-check the work, rinse, and repeat. Moving right along. It's a wake-up green, the band's playing on, yada, yada, yada. If they drop them in an early shakeout operation, 34.94, 349.30, same from yesterday, is a spot of interest. Now, what you'll find interesting also is they actually did that before the opening bell. <clears throat> Taking some opportunity away from traders not willing to trade before the opening bell. I don't suggest anybody trade before the opening bell. It's not the same before the opening bell. It's not the same in the after hours. The volume is different, therefore, the moves in either direction can be accentuated if a flood of volume does come in because you don't have the normal volume that you have during the pit session or during the regular trading hours. You know the routine, right of the vertical is today's activity, 349.30 is on the board, and you see what happened. They shimmied down there before the opening bell, pop back up a little bit, and then they came back down after the opening bell. Theoretically, it's not the same trade because they were just there minutes earlier. That's just one for the record. Support is support. It ended up being support. They take off to the upside. And we have another melt-up on our hands. What you'll also see in the commentary is 350.50. 350.50 is also an area of interest. It winds up to be resistance until it's not and then they come back to run a test it's support what was once resistance becomes support vice versa they run a test one more time take off to the upside never look back so you'll find that number on the board as well this way couple of important things traders can pause the video double check the work see if i'm telling you the way it is and then restart the video and move on along with the commentary and all the other stuff. And here you see at 9.50, there's 3.50.50. And then we start in with the one stock on the move trade today that did hit its price objective, NCLH. We'll get back to that later. And of course, moving along. So here's the setup, and this is within the first hour of the day. If they get above and start closing candles above, 351.30, the next target would be the overnight highs from yesterday. 35.24, 352.40. Back to the visual. 351.30 is the top horizontal line. You see what happened. They run up there. It's resistance. Once they do it again and bust through, 
The next area is what? The prize at the end of the day, and you'll see that in the notes. 352.40. It was a slow grind, but they did the deal. Moving right along. You'll see here we did have traders taking the ride up to 351.30. That's because above the big fat round number, which you also see in the notes or the commentary, the market's okay. The bulls have the ball above the pivot. What was the pivot? 350. Now 351.30 is another area of importance. Guess what? Once they get above, there's another spot. Where's the spot? The prize. 352.40. This is what you'll see. This is the theme today in and around the notes. So I've basically given you the whole thing. If you want to read the detail, which I urge traders who are actually interested in this stuff from a detail and success standpoint. It's one thing to be just listening. It's another thing to be using this to make money. We've got traders making money. And you'll see the slow grind higher theme and that's what you get into the end of the day. Right into the closing bell with seconds to spare. They hit the prize at 352.40 and then some. 1.45 p.m. Just a reiteration. What's the prize? 352.40. One last look at the stocks on the move list. We only had three on the board. The market was really, really quiet around the opening bell. Pre-market was really, really quiet. Only three stocks showed up on the magic scanner. The only one we need to take a look at, the only one that hit its target or its entry target was Norwegian. Here it is. Entry listed on the board, $16.67. By the way, here's the low of day, $16.44. Not that much below the entry. Guess what? The stop was $16.45 on hourly close. So just by going running a test doesn't count. But guess what? When you see that, you might want to jot this down on a sticky note. When they come either right on the number or within pennies of the stop that's listed and they get out of there in one hell of a hurry, guess what? That's also the market's way of telling you something. They just ran a test of an important number. The stops are not arbitrary. They're not an accident or a coincidence. They're also important spots that the market should not close hourly below. Sometimes it does, and that makes the trade wrong, makes me wrong. But we know the real story. The majority, the lion's share of the time, the large majority of the time, the trades are not going to get stopped out. Just exactly what part of the time? How about exactly at present, and this is a running tally that I have of every trade, 18% will be stopped out. That's the way it is. Those are the numbers. If, and this is a big if, if you're painting by the numbers. Net, net, Norwegian Cruise Lines makes a high by 10.30 in the morning, $17.22. It's a lower price stock, so you have to actually do the math. It's a potential max gain of over 3%, about 3.3% in less than an hour. In day trading slash scalp trading standards, that's pretty freaking good, for the record. I think we can finish tooting my own horn and get over to the Camp IWM people. Just take a look at that daily picture. What's the first thing that jumps off the page? A start lower today, low in the morning, below the 20 period moving average. However, reversing, finishing on the highs back above the 20 period moving average, which was closed below 
yesterday. Now, they've been riding the 20-period moving average, so in all fairness, it's really not as important as it would once be or would be on its own if price came from afar. The fact that it's been riding it for a week or so diminishes the importance of that 20-period moving average from being a support level. Riding it is one thing, but doesn't have the same type of support impact that it would be if it was well below price and they came into it in a hurry. On its face, the duck says this is bullish. What do I mean by that? The duck says. If it walks like a duck, talks like a duck, generally speaking, you have a duck on your hands. This is bullish on its face. We take the market at face value. We take every chart at face value until and unless we see something different develop on the chart or different appear on another chart that what? May take precedent over the current chart you're looking at. How's that? Well, if it's a larger time frame, larger time frames and some other ancillary things would and do tend to take precedent, like we talk about the uptrend. The trend took precedent over one day in the market. The weekly chart takes precedent over the daily chart. How about the 240 chart? Do we see anything contradictory or complementary of the daily chart? It's more complementary. It's more confirmatory. Above all the moving averages, finishing at the highs of the day, very hard to look at this chart and say it's bearish on its face. It's actually not. Here's something. When you look at the 120-minute chart, we have something else to kind of hang our hat on. Here's a breakdown candle with a high of 157.37. What was the high today? 157.31. They're not able yet to get above or close above that high, but if they do it or gap above it in the morning, that will be further evidence that the market or the IWM in this case is just bullish. If they close above a breakdown candle high, it's bullish on its face. Now, could also make a case, and I don't think it's a full case, but it's a partial case that from a symmetrical standpoint that this pattern with the breakdown candle, the bearish wedgish, flaggish kind of thing, and then the continuation move into the 100 period moving average, these lows over here don't quite cut the mustard. So into the 100 was really a potential or partial completion from a symmetrical standpoint, but I think it really came up short. What happens when they come up short of a downward target or southern target in an uptrend? Guess what? That's bullish behavior. Let me say it again. They come up short from a southern target, a support target. They come up short, turn around in an uptrend, which the market is, that's bullish behavior. The market's being drawn up. They can't even get down far enough to get something done. Instead, they're drawn in the upward direction. It's a very, very strong tape right now. How about our equal weight friend? We'll look at the daily chart and we'll start there. Positive day, not necessarily on par. It was up about half as much as the SPY. That's the weighting issue. However, it was up. Price is the absolute above all the moving averages in an uptrend. What we have is the potential of the lower high scenario. Here's the high over here, lower high. Get above that, all bets are off. How about the folks down at the transportation department? Mr. and Mrs. One Day Reversal, Rope-A-Dope Reversal of the Reversal. So that's what happened. Yesterday, they technically put in a reversal in the midst of an uptrend above all the moving averages. What did I just say before? 
what takes precedent. The driving or the master force, if you will, takes precedent. The uptrend takes precedent. Guess what? This market is being pulled up with all the rest. Today, you had a little bit of a bottom in the morning, finish near the highs, very positive day, a reversal of the reversal, nothing wrong with the transports, the trend is your friend until what? That's right, until it reverses. Anything new with the folks out in Silicon Valley? Not necessarily. Did they do anything different than they've been doing? Not necessarily. Up five point some odd dollars, 1.9%. It's in the redonkulous, but the market can stay redonkulous longer than people can stay solvent. It's extended from home base. Look how far it is from the 20 period moving average. They're going to reverse. They're going to come down. They're going to have a bad day or two. You just can't guess which day it's going to be. Maybe it's before Labor Day. Maybe it's after Labor Day. But this is quite the spectacle. Just look at this weekly chart for a second. And when you've been around the market for a long time, there are points in time when you believe to yourself that you've probably seen everything. With exception, but for the most part, and when you've been around for decades, you've seen bear markets, you've seen bull markets, you've seen ridiculous markets, you've seen melt-ups, you've seen meltdowns, you've seen them all. But this is one that just takes the cake. This equates, and just to put it in point perspective, when you talk about the NASDAQ, just for fun, we'll use the futures chart, just talking about the run from the bottom to today. It's about five months and 5,000 points. From absolute low to absolute high, it's closer to 6,000 points. Almost a straight line up. Anything that goes in a straight line up, whether it's a bouncing ball, a rocket with fuel, a rocket will eventually run out of fuel, a bouncing ball will eventually lose inertia. You can throw a ball as high as you can, but it will eventually peter out. The same thing will happen here. It's just on its time. It meaning the market. How about the XLF? Up almost one half of 1%. Can't make a whole lot out of it. We're not going to make a federal case out of it one way or the other. What we can say is they're building energy to get above the 200 period moving average. Until and unless they come down and start closing below, at least for starters, the 20-period moving average, then there's no dice on the downside, and it's just grinding along with everybody else. No revelation, not much change. About Smash Mouth, up 2%. The semiconductor space is a pretty darn good indicator within the tech space as a whole. There's nothing wrong here, nothing wrong with this tape. In an uptrend, the trend is your friend until what? Until it ain't. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true, accurate information. We're going to pull the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. My Strategic Forecast is hosted by David Frost. Subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app. And please visit MyStrategicForecast.com for more information. My Strategic Forecast is common sense market analysis.